Hello, I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and welcome to episode 43 of my Train Your Mind for Athletic Success podcast. This episode is the third of four that will explore what is preventing you from committing to mental training and how you can develop a comprehensive mental training program to support your athletic goals. The topic for today's episode is develop a mental training program. Train Your Mind for Athletic Success is filled with practical information and dozens upon dozens of mental exercises and tools you can use to strengthen your mental muscles and be better prepared mentally to perform your best in both training and competitions. But all this information might seem a bit overwhelming because it's one thing to have learned a lot about mental preparation, but it's an entirely different thing to be able to put all of that information you've learned into action. This is where I want you to return to the notion that you should approach mental training the same way you approach your conditioning and sport training. Just as those two areas of performance are organized into comprehensive and structured training programs, now you're ready to take what you've learned in my podcast and organize it into a comprehensive and structured mental training program. To that end, I've created a four-step process to help you identify what you need to work on mentally, set appropriate goals for those areas, and then create a mental training schedule for you to commit to in developing those mental areas. Step number one, identify three mental areas to work on. As you listen to my podcast, I will assume that you completed the prime sport profile that I introduced in one of my first episodes. Having now completed most of this podcast, and with it having gained a more deep understanding of the range of topics that I described, I want you to retake the profile. Having completed the prime sport profiles again, you should now have a more nuanced understanding of the mental areas that impact your training and competitive performances. With that information, I now want you to identify at least three mental areas that you believe are most important for you to work on in the immediate future. It doesn't make sense to deal with everyone that you need to strengthen. You'll just become overloaded and won't give adequate attention to any one of them. It's best to focus on a few, strengthen them, then move on to others. The question is, if you have more than three factors on which you need to work, which ones should you choose? The decision should be based on several concerns. First, you should look at which ones are most important for your long-term development. Just like working on physical and technical aspects of your sport, you should focus on the factors that will help you in the long run. Second, some weaknesses are symptoms of other weaknesses. By dealing with one factor, another one can be relieved without having to work on it directly. For example, you may not handle pressure that well because you lack confidence. So, by building your confidence, you also improve your ability to handle pressure. Third, you need to balance your immediate training and competitive needs with your long-term development. You may have an important competition coming up for which you need to be ready. For example, you may decide that you need to improve your focus and intensity immediately, even though working on your motivation and confidence will be more important in the future. Step two. Organize your exercises and tools. Once you've identified those areas you want to improve, for example, focus and intensity, select some mental tools you can use to strengthen those areas, such as mental imagery, keywords, and routines. Step three, create a mental training goal plan. For you to get the most out of your mental training, just like your conditioning and sport training, you want to create a mental training goal plan that will provide you with a destination in your mental training efforts, and a specific route to getting there. Your goal plan should include key areas to help you get from where you are now to where you want to be in your mental preparation. First goal is setting. To begin the process of setting goals for your mental training, you want to identify where you're going to do your mental training. 
there are three settings in which you can use the mental exercises and tools. First, away from your sport, in which, for example, you can implement a structured and consistent mental imagery program or use a gym routine in your conditioning. Second, in your actual sport training to complement your efforts to improve yourself technically, tactically, and in your overall performances. Third, on the day of the competition, where you might use breathing, game day imagery, and your competitive routine to prepare yourself mentally for the big event. Also, you want to look at some goals for the mental areas. For each of these three settings, decide which mental areas you identified in the Prime Sport profile that you want to work on. For example, away from your sport, you might train your confidence muscle in your imagery program and by retraining your self-talk to be more positive. In your sport training, you might work on letting go of your frustration when you can't get some new technical change right away or create a more aggressive mindset in your practice competitions. On the day of the competition, you might use psych down exercises to reduce your intensity or focus on trusting yourself just before you compete. A part of setting your mental training goal plan is to identify your current status. Before you begin your mental training program, it's helpful to take stock of where you are now. So as you commit your efforts to your mental training, you'll be better able to judge your progress. So for each mental area that you've identified to work on, describe your current status. For example, if you're focusing on being more positive in your self-talk, describe in what ways, where, and when you're negative, and what causes the negativity. If you're going to work on consistently reaching your ideal intensity in training, describe where your intensity currently is in your training. Finally, establishing some goals. Now that you have a clear understanding of where you are in the mental training areas you want to improve, you can now establish a goal of where you want to be. Using the SMARTER criteria that I shared in a previous episode, describe clearly the goal you want to achieve in this mental area. Lastly, mental exercises and tools. With your mental goals established, your final step in the goal setting plan is to identify the mental exercises and tools you will use to accomplish your goals. Step four, create a mental training schedule. Like most athletes, I'm sure you're very busy and don't have a lot of time on your hands. Between school or work, sleep, all aspects of your sport training, and having a social life, you have a pretty darn full plate. Yet, I'm asking you to add mental training to your seemingly maxed out schedule. As I've noted previously, the great thing about mental training is that it doesn't require a lot of time, maybe about an hour a week away from your sport and including it into your normal conditioning and sport training efforts. But the simple reality is that if you don't make mental training a part of your weekly schedule, you will probably forget to do it. Whether you use an online or paper calendar to schedule your week, for your mental training program to work, you need to designate specific times during your week that you will make a commitment to doing your mental training. So, take a look at your weekly schedule and see where you can dedicate time to your mental training. Then, add your mental training to your calendar. For example, if you have dinner at 7 p.m. every evening and you know you're just hanging out the last 30 minutes before, schedule your thrice-weekly 15-minute imagery programs at 6.30 on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. If you're incorporating mental training into your conditioning and sport training, add what specifically you will be working on mentally in those settings into your calendar so you can refer to it before you go to work out or train. Putting your mental training into your calendar is just the first step in making it a regular and consistent part of your overall training regimen. The reality is that even if it's in your schedule, there's no guarantee that you will remember to do it at its scheduled time. 
so you should set notifications in your smartphone that will pop up at those designated times. I would also encourage you to set them to go off 15 minutes before and either vibrate or sound a tone to alert you of your upcoming mental training session. As you put your mental training program into action as part of your overall training schedule and stick to it consistently, in time, you will ingrain it to the point when it becomes automatic. That is, you don't have to remind yourself when it's time to work out or go to training and simply be a part of what you do to be the best athlete you can be. Finally, step five, commit. Once you have all the pieces of your mental training program in place, there's only one more thing you must do. Commit. This commitment involves treating your mental training program the same way as you do your conditioning and sport training. It means making your mental training a priority and doing what is necessary to develop yourself mentally to the same degree as you're developing yourself physically in your conditioning and technically and tactically in your sport. At a very practical level, it means following your mental training program precisely as you have scheduled it because you truly believe that it's necessary to achieve your goals. An unknown quote, your strongest muscle and your worst enemy is your mind. Train it well. I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and thanks for listening to episode 43 of Train Your Mind for Athletic Success. And be on the lookout for episode 44 in the near future.